0: Welcome back to Nerd of Paradise. You're listening to episode 29. And on this episode, we'll be discussing the new Star Trek series, Star Trek Discovery. And to join us once again talking the Trek, we have special guest Gary O'Toole all the way from Ireland. What's up, Gary? Hello. Live long and prosper.
1: (laughs) It's going to be live long and prosper, I can tell you that. (laughs)
0: all right so let's get into the discovery discussion or disco as the kids are saying um so
1: are you are you really that young and hip now
0: (laughs) oh yeah i've always been gary anyway so with with star trek discovery what were some of your expectations going in before it even started
1: truthfully um i i tried to go into it with very little i suppose with little to no expectation simply because the concept of it i didn't quite get obviously it's set 10 years before sort of um kirk's timeline but it's going to pretty much veer off from jj's star trek of Mm -hmm. which i think jj has done a, a very very good job of reinvigorating and bringing the the franchise to a modern audience in terms of the movies so going off that i i don't seem to to get the concept of, if that makes sense.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I would agree with. Um, And we'll talk a little more in depth about the timeline uh, a little further in this episode. But yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Um, It seems like it would have either made sense to have it in that timeline or to maybe have it further down the timeline. I don't know.
1: I think it would have been quite a good opportunity because... You know, in getting to see Michael, we would perhaps have the opportunity to see young Spock. Mm-hmm. And personally, for me, I, I think Zach Quinto and JJ's Star Trek did an amazing job.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So it would have been really nice to see, you know, somewhat of a, a transition into the, the younger Spock, as opposed to the the completed Nimoy version that we, we would have been used to.
0: Um, yeah, it was definitely an interesting choice for them to pick the time that they did. So that's just one of many aspects, of course. Um, so for me, going in, you know, I had really high expectations for this. Um, Star Trek has always been something really dear to my heart. Even before I got into Star Wars and other fandoms, Star Trek was the first one, and it's just always been, you know, a family event. I watch it with my big brothers and my mom and just a lot of really good Star Trek memories um so yeah that's kind of like what I was expecting something along the lines of what we've seen before how about you uh did has it been living up to your expectations so far
1: I never I never I didn't really have any expectations going into it at all no I I literally had nothing I will say though I'm I'm a huge fan of Jason Isaacs and Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. so when I seen that those two were on board I said right this could be really really interesting and from their bios being released you know we were sort of teased by the the writers and the crew more and more about the characters mm-hmm. that sort of piqued my interest right but aside from Lorca and Doug Jones um, in terms of expectations, it's just not appealing to me for some reason. It just doesn't feel like Trek.
0: Yeah, I hear there's you. There's
1: just something I don't know. I don't know whether you would feel the same way, but there's just something I cannot put my finger on.
0: I don't know. To me, it feels it's. I feel like it's struggling to feel like the Trek that I know and love.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, a friend of mine seems to be saying it's they haven't got an identity yet.
0: Yeah, that could be. That's not too uncommon though with track series. A lot of times the first season or so is not the greatest. So I'm kind of trying to give it a little bit of leeway just in that respect. You mentioned an interesting thing about the bios. Um, so that segues nice to the next point I wanted to talk about, which is the marketing. Um, so other than the bios, um, it sounds like you didn't see a lot of advertising or marketing over in Ireland, is that correct?
1: Yeah, aside from, you know, uh, w- w- we get it on uh, Netflix yeah, every Monday. Mm-hmm. So apart from Netflix and YouTube, if you were tuned into somewhat social media also, but apart from that, there wasn't very much any advertising, mm-hmm. little to no advertising, to be, to be quite honest. We actually got more advertising for Diorville than we have wow. for Discovery. That's crazy. Yes, which was which was quite strange, you know. And in terms of Discovery, the one positive I would say is the, the visuals are stunning. The visuals are really nice.
0: Yes, I would agree with that.
1: And I, I would have thought, you know, some trailers and promo shots and things like that yes. would have been ideal. Now, obviously, we do get trailers and promos on Netflix. And we also get After Trek, which is quite good. But I mean, why are we not given that? In terms from a, from a marketing point of view, here,
0: I I think I don't think it's just Ireland because over here I don't think the marketing was that great either, um, and you know it's just so so bad their distribution methods uh, over here you have to pay to see it basically. Well, I mean with Netflix you do too, I guess, but like a lot, a lot of people already have Netflix, correct?
1: Yes. Very much so.
0: So here in the states, you have to pay for either the five ninety nine plan, which has commercials, or the nine ninety nine per month for CBS All Access, which is really really annoying, and I hate it. <laughs> I tried watching yeah, it. Yeah, I've heard
1: a lot of people complain over
0: it. And not only that, do you have to pay when when I was trying to watch it last week, uh, pretty much like right away when it was released. You just couldn't. There was too much buffering, and it just was a mess. So I had to wait to watch it, which is so annoying if you're paying for it, you know? So, ah, uh, it's just annoying. You would want,
1: obviously, immediate access if you're paying.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so, and as far as, like, how they advertised and marketed it, were you under the impression it was a show about a female captain? <laughs>
1: Oh of, yes, we're going to go on to that. It, everybody was assuming it was going to be a female captain because Michelle Yeoh seemed to be given all the all the the praise and yep. the the publicity. Now, don't get me wrong, Michelle Yeoh has serious acting chops. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's no denying that she's fantastic in anything she does. But then, when the bios were further released, we see that she's absolutely nothing to do with the discovery, right. and it's Lorca. Yeah. So that did spin a lot of people in terms of direct expectation. It, it certainly spun me.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know how
1: you felt about it now, but it very, very much spun me.
0: Like I thought it was really confusing to do it that way. Like, why not just give us the discovery and, you know, tell us more about Lorca? You know, leading up to us to get us excited about it, and then maybe deal with michelle or michelle michael's backstory um via flashbacks i don't know what do you think
1: there's multiple ways that they could have changed around i've seen so many suggestions on forums it's mind-boggling and i mean whatever we may say about the our star wars fandom which obviously me and you are very very used to the trek fandom can be just as protective and just as intense
0: Mm -hmm. true
1: and I mean you can't please everybody we we know that and uh, and there are people who are quite pleased with it which is great to see because it's bringing trek to a to a newer or more modern yeah. audience
0: for sure which
1: again is is phenomenal but at the end of the day when you compare it to treks gone by it just it, there's something missing there's just something not there
0: yeah i know what you mean okay so we talked pretty good about you know our overviews things like that so let's get into the meat of discovery and just talk more about it as a show as the ship um, the characters let's get into that so have you noticed Lorca's new catchphrase (laughs) Picard's make it so I don't know if this is going to be a thing but did you notice it on the last episode didn't he just say go
1: (laughs) Well, you know, he originally wanted to have a different catchphrase. Really, what? He originally wanted to have, um, you know, Mater from Cars. Mm-hmm. Jason Isaac suggested that his catchphrase was going to be "Get Her Done." <laughs> nice. But Mater already has that, so I think that would have been somewhat of a of an issue. That's 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 what I've heard anyway. Get her done. That's
0: interesting. But I mean,
1: is. Is Lorca going to have a catchphrase though when he's unlike any other captain that we've ever seen in Starfleet?
0: Hmm, interesting. I mean, he doesn't
1: even sit in the chair.
0: Yeah, it's true. He is unique. Okay, so let's talk about Mm -hmm. the premise of Discovery. So obviously you said before it's like 10 years before Kirk and that crew and everything. So we're kind of right in the midst of War with the Klingons, right? Um, it's
1: essentially the the Federation Klingon War. The earl- I suppose, the earliest um, the earliest days of it.
0: Yes, that is a good description. So, in Discovery, you know, it, correct me if I'm wrong. So, it it started off as like a science vessel, but it's kind of turned more into a warship, right? It's it's
1: it's it's a black op ship, as I like to call it.
0: Right. So. Yeah, that was so. It's like um, highly classified as well, correct?
1: Yes, it's. I suppose it's the the Federation's secret weapon, if you like. It's their. Right. It's their sword.
0: Yes, and we've we've never heard Black Alert before. <laughs> that's how top secret. We've
1: is. never heard Black Alert before. There's a, there's a lot of a lot that we haven't heard or seen before, which yeah. which is one of the more pleasing aspects.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So because of its classified nature, I guess, you know, that's kind of a way they can retcon it in with the other series. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's interesting. Um, So let's talk about characters. So, of course, we have Captain Lorca, played by Chris Isaac. No, Chris
1: Isaac. Jason Isaacs?
0: (laughs) It's like, that's not right. Although that would have been a really good... Chris
1: Chris is his brother.
0: Is it? The singer?
1: I'm joking,
0: what don't kid me like that, man. You mentioned how Lorca is unique before. um talk a little more about that
1: well he's a he's a phenomenal military tactician. I think that was the the sort of premise given from the offset that he was going to be a real thinker and somebody who, if you're going to war, you would want him at the forefront of all your operations mm-hmm. And Jason Isaacs actually described them, I'm not going to swear, but he said he's the most effed up of any of the captains ever seen.
0: So, yeah, we are really seeing that more and more with each episode, it seems like. Um, And even, you know, like the Admiral in the most recent episode is really showing some concern about that. And so it'll be interesting to see where that goes.
1: It definitely will. And his mental state was probably questionable from the from the start considering how he took michael in. Yeah. was all essentially a test. He seems right. to be testing all his crew, you know, throughout.
0: Yeah, that's true. And, and based on the
1: concern crew. of the hadn't. Yeah, so with with respect to his previous crew, usually the captain goes down with a ship, yeah. not in this case.
0: Very interesting.
1: So and that's obviously gar that's obviously garnered him a reputation.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: in that he he w- he he essentially sacrificed his own crew in that he would rather see them dead than be captured, which I think is is incredibly poignant. You know, we've never seen anybody that will go that far before.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really really interesting, I thought. Um and so just in case anyone who's listening is not familiar with the show. Um, So, yeah, he basically sacrificed the ship rather than letting them get captured by the Klingons. Um,
1: Yes, this is a second command.
0: Yes. So that was, like, a really interesting point. Um, So, like, what is he willing to do with the crew of the Discovery then? (laughs) So I guess we'll find out
1: well that's that's the real question isn't it
0: yep um any other thoughts on Lorca
1: I'm interested to see how his relationship with Ash will go now considering he has somebody who seems more than happy to be in the trenches and fight his way in and out of a a scenario Mm -hmm. so that's that's what I'm most interested in seeing
0: Hmm. I think um, from Lorca's point of view yeah definitely I think an interesting aspect too is, you know, he he's really interested in exo biology and he has a lot of specimens that he keeps <laughs> close by that he can learn from and I think he's, you know, we saw how he's trying to weaponize ripper.
1: Yeah, I th- I think it's great as well how Ash is only on the ship mere hours and he knows Ash's story inside out and as he told him, he does his homework.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. But as you've
1: previously mentioned, he seems to be quite interested in, you know, perhaps exobiology, but we don't primarily know what Lorca's background is in terms of, you know, what did he specialize in from Starfleet Academy.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, So do you think we'll get more of a backstory on him?
1: I think we certainly will in that if an Admiral is concerned that this person she knew so well is so drastically changed. Mm-hmm. There's definitely going to be some some scarring there. More importantly, how can someone decide to sacrifice their own crew? But also, how did he survive?
0: Yeah, that, those are good questions. So, it um, might be good to move on to Michael next. Would you say she's the main character?
1: I would say she's the main character now, certainly.
0: Mm-hmm. I would. Too. I would have
1: said, I would have said for the first couple of episodes, um, Michelle Yeoh's character was certainly the right the main character.
0: Yeah, because usually it's the captain, It's kind of like the central focal point of the show. So it's kind of an interesting that with this show, it's really focusing on Michael. Um, so let's talk about Michael Burnham. So she was obviously. Well, maybe not. Obviously, if you didn't watch it, um, but as we found out in the pilot episodes, she was the uh, number one for.
1: Philippa Georgiou.
0: So she had been her number one for like seven years, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got kind of an interesting backstory too. How she's human, but she was kind of adopted by Spock's parents, who one is a Vulcan and one is a human. So that makes Spock her step-brother, basically.
1: And she was also the first uh, human to attend the Vulcan Learning Center and the Science Academy.
0: Yeah, so that's really interesting. Um, So she's got this cool backstory with that. Um, So what we see happen um, in the pilot, you know, basically, long story short... She facilitates the Klingon war and is responsible for the captain's death and plus, what was it, like 8,000 people or something?
1: Oh, it was a a complete cascade effect from what was essentially a mutiny.
0: Right. So she, yeah, that was the other thing. She gave gave the captain a Vulcan neck pinch to incapacitate her and basically took command. Um, But yeah, and then that just all kind of cascaded. Then she was eventually put in prison for being a mutineer. And then that's where we find her when in the third episode with where we pick up with the discovery. How do you feel about Michael?
1: I have no interest in that character at all, being one hundred percent honest. I would have thought as a character she would be somebody I would gravitate to simply because, you know, that folk and human conflict within her.
0: Mhm. I think that... You know, she has a a
1: different perspective to everyone else on the ship.
0: Yeah, I think I actually... So it's... I think I I like her a little more than you do. (laughs) I I think that's a really interesting personality aspect of her, especially when you compare her to Spock. um, Because she seems like she's fighting against her humanity. Um, I think that's a really interesting concept. Of course, it's not... Necessarily, something that we haven't seen before because it kind of reminds me of seven of nine.
1: Well, predominantly, yes, with her, with her, bor- her Borg, uh, Borg inner or her inner Borg, I should say. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just think for as, a, as a, for me personally, with her character, they need to go one way or the other. They cannot keep rocking back and forth.
0: Yeah, i I feel like she's. I, I feel funny. like they're
1: trying to satisfy everyone with her.
0: Yeah, that's true. I think going forward, she's going to be showing more human emotions than Vulcan. I don't know. That's just what I think.
1: I think she's going to be captain.
0: Of the Discovery? Mm Mm-hmm. Really?
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Okay, so um, any more thoughts on Michael?
1: I think she's yet to win me over and I know she's she's won a lot of people over but then again I am comparing her to my to my favorite Vulcan so she probably hasn't got a a chance of winning over that one
0: (laughs) to Paul right (laughs) no
1: there is a lot of avenues she can go down so that's the that's the most pleasing aspect I would say that we kind of don't know where she's going to go or how she's going to get there
0: Mm -hmm. I have to say I really like the actress too um just like seeing her on after trek like she just has a really great personality i haven't seen. and yet that's
1: that's that's something that i said to you previously that i like the actress but the character just doesn't do it for me
0: i I haven't seen her in any act in anything else have you
1: no just i i haven't seen too much about anything you read about her you know she's she's said to be highly talented that she could take on multiple roles obviously she's switching between her human side and her mm-hmm. Vulcan side which can be quite hard to do but I would assume it's it's exciting from an acting perspective but I don't know there's just I like her but the character ugh, I don't know
0: <laughs> okay so I want to hear more about your scenario where she would t- become captain
1: well I think you could maybe look upon it as could Lorca be the cause of his own downfall
0: hmm and what about saru
1: i don't think saru would be fit enough to to captain the discovery i don't think he would have quite that ruthless streak in him that would be needed to do what the what the ship is primed for it is it is a warship now
0: so what do you th- like because he is he would be next in command so you think he would just get a different assignment or what
1: Potentially that's one avenue they could go down. I personally don't think Saru would have the the capability of, you know, leading a a a vessel of that ilk of that magnitude for Hmm. what for what its purpose is.
0: Interesting.
1: If he's leading a vessel into war, his threat ganglia would be going crazy. (laughs) So good one. (laughs) Could but could that could that hinder his performance?
0: That is true. I, I'm guessing he doesn't play poker very well.
1: <laughs> you know, could even sensing his own impending doom hmm. Interesting. play a role? Could somebody perform to the best of, of their capabilities?
0: Interesting. Okay, so let's talk more about Saru then, since we're already talking about him. Um, so obviously he is next in command after the captain, but... It's an interesting dynamic because he was on the ship with Michael previously where she outranked him. So, and I would
1: say somebody who he looked up to.
0: Yeah. He was, uh, remind me again, security on the other ship?
1: He was a science officer. Oh, science.
0: Okay. You mentioned Doug Jones. Um, yeah, he's super interesting. Um, I, I like on After Trek The one where he was showing the hooves that the hoof boots and how he walks. Yeah, (laughs) that was brilliant. Um, But yeah, he's he's got that look. You know, he's just like so tall, and he's kind of got an alien look to him already. So I really like him.
1: Oh, he's a chameleon, and if we look at the previous roles he's played throughout his career, you know, he was um, Abe Sapien in Hellboy, and he was Silver Surfer in Fantastic Four.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: so those those type of roles for him are just are just right up his alley. He he is a he is a comedian. He can just take on different personas, and his portrayal of Abe Sapien in Hellboy is one of my absolute favorites. He was just incredible.
0: He does have the threat ganglia, so that's he's an interesting alien because um, he said. On his planet, there was basically just his race and then the other race that hunted him. And so he's got those threat ganglia; <laughs> he can sense danger very well.
1: <laughs> Is it sense danger or sense uh, impending death?
0: Well, he did. See, he said the death line. But remember when they were in the elevator? Like, was he sensing impending death then?
1: Potentially, could have been with something to come, or was he sensing? Um, Sarek slipping away through Michael mm.
0: interesting
1: you know if they shared that if they shared that Vulcan bonding
0: yeah huh I didn't think of that
1: yeah it's it's just that's that's one of the concepts but I mean if there was somebody to play a totally new character and we might add a totally new species we've never seen the Kelpians before
0: mm-hmm Yeah, So
1: Jones is probably the the guy to do it.
0: Yeah, he's super cool. Would you
1: compare him to Spock or Data?
0: uh, Yeah, I guess so. They're both in the science officer type roles, right? Who should we talk about next? Stamets? Oh, yeah. So another interesting aspect of the ship, the Discovery, is its Spore engine. So we haven't really seen that discussed, or like an organic... Um, based um, engine type that, like that, have we?
1: No, we haven't really seen the, anything like the Spore Drive at all.
0: So that's kind of an interesting concept. Um, and so...
1: It's an extremely interesting concept, but considering throughout all of Trek, we know that Warp Drive is used universally you know, across Starfleet.
0: Mm-hmm. And so...
1: Obviously, there are some enhancements with the, you know, the Borg Borg drive. Yeah. So we've never heard of this interpretation. So yes. I'm curious to know where they're going with it.
0: Yeah. So that's just what I was thinking too. Is is there a reason we ha- haven't seen it in future iterations? Is it going to like explode in their face, literally?
1: Well, considering we're getting a season two, I'm going to guess that's not the case.
0: Unless either... the
1: technology is stolen,
0: oh, that could be too. I think there's gonna be some interesting developments with this whole storyline. So, with STEM, it like we've kind of seen a personality change after he was um, connected. I guess you would say <laughs> to the spore drive. He took
1: over from the from the tardigrade being hooked up to the right. spore drive.
0: Yes. Um so now we're kind of seeing he was kind of more like by the book and um now he's kind of a more like psychedelic so I don't know if it like what it did to his brain <laughs> but it's I think funny. the cha- I
1: think the change has been great.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. I think it's been really funny amusing to watch.
1: <laughs> and I mean the character has caused controversy already obviously being the the first openly gay character in a Star Trek series which I don't even know why that's being discussed. It's it's fantastic.
0: So his partner um, is the medical officer. Remind remind me his name.
1: Oh, the medical officer's name is do 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 do. <laughs> uh, Hugh Culber.
0: See, like I still don't really know the names and everything very well. Um, but you know, Star Trek has always been on um, the cutting edge. You know, like with um, Kirk and O'Hara kissing. Wasn't that like the first interracial kiss? The first
1: interracial kiss? kiss? Yeah. It's continuing that trend, but also we had a a big one during the week in the last episode.
0: What are you referring to?
1: (laughs) We had had someone swear.
0: Oh, that's true. We had two F-bombs. Yeah. You know...
1: That that, blew the internet up.
0: Yeah. That kind of... Like, the reaction kind of surprised me.
1: I'm Irish. I swear like a trooper, so I have absolutely no problem with it. I think it's great.
0: Star Trek has always kind of had this family value to it. And I feel like this series is definitely maybe not something I would want to watch with my family. You know, like your grandma, let's say.
1: And yeah, I would be on the flip side. I think it would be something to watch with your family because it's quite different to any other Trek we've seen in terms of that,
0: yeah. But
1: what I might go, what I might go so far as to say is, I maybe would more so watch it with family who are actual Trek fans,
0: yeah. That as is opposed
1: strange. to those only coming in from the from the cold as such.
0: Okay, so what other characters are there? Um, there's some other interesting ones we haven't heard too much about on the bridge, um, like the- like who plate face. I don't know where. her name Which, is. Which,
1: there's two plate, there's there's two plate faces. Uh,
0: the one with, like, the, that's like the one that looks like Seven and Nine, kind of. That was on the ship Oh, um, Detmer. Okay. And then the one that is almost the looks...
1: girl Is dri- she the girl that drives the helm?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Detmer. Kayla Detmer.
0: And the, the one that kind of looks like a robot. Uh,
1: Commander Errimo. Oh
0: man, you're good um I so I'm kind of interested about those guys or those gals <laughs> um I think there's some interesting well, backstory. we don't know
1: too much ab- we don't know too much about them Kayla Detmer was a con officer on the Shenzu and she is on the discovery and she does have some augmentation mm-hmm so, I'm wondering, is that from maybe a previous injury, but of course it could have been something on the when the Shinzu was attacked? Hmm.
0: yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. That just made me think of something else um that we didn't mention with Lorca, was his eye sensitivity and how he doesn't want to do anything to fix it. So he could do like cybernetic implants like she has, but he had oh, he could
1: augment, yeah.
0: That's another interesting aspect to him. He, he chooses to have this photo-light sensitivity. Um, so I'm wondering how that's going to play into some plots going forward.
1: I'm wondering how we got it.
0: Yeah, that too. Oh, and of course, we. I don't think we can go any further without mentioning the Klingons. <laughs> they play a major role in this series. So we've seen... Um, some different ones. A
1: controversial role, I might add, Kay.
0: Yeah? How so?
1: Well, I mean, the new look of the Klingons, people seem to lose their mind over.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, that's that's what I thought. And of
1: course, the, the, the coffin ship.
0: Yeah, that was a little weird. So what do you think about their look? We have yet another Klingon look.
1: <laughs> we have a lot of different... Klingon looks.
0: It's like every. They've been pretty much different looking in every series, almost, haven't they? Well, except maybe. Yes. Voyager and Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, they probably all look similar, but other than that, they probably. What did they look like in Enterprise?
1: Uh, a little bit different as well. Some more kind of focal head ridges.
0: But yeah, they are very. But I mean, if
1: you notice even the difference in armor, which obviously symbolizes the different houses which i think is quite cool so who do, so who do you want to who do, who do you want to want run through so the one who started it all was the kovma
0: mm-hmm.
1: he wanted to essentially unite the the 24 houses
0: who is the the savior one the albino one
1: tsokoma was the one oh no that's fuck
0: yeah i like log
1: fuck that's that's was the the he was given the role of was it Lightbringer or Torchbearer?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: So... And then Commander Call and Commander Lorel.
0: So where do you think the, the Klingon storyline is headed?
1: That's one of the biggest questions. I think what primarily is going to happen is there's going to be a lot of, I don't want to say backstabbing, but I think a lot of Stuff going on behind the scenes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the way I'm the way I, I'm looking at that is, um, you know, Commander Lorel, the female Klingon,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a colleague of mine actually told me that she actually belongs to two different houses. Hmm. But that's actually going to play uh, a major role that her parents were from two different houses. Plus, she seemed to. She seemed to take a shining to Ash Tyler, didn't she? Yep. <laughs> so she did. She seemed to take a shining to him, all right. Yeah. So
0: I don't... Should we mention that theory about Ash, or is that too spoilery?
1: I think that's too spoilery for now, but we can talk about it at some point.
0: Okay. Oh, so we didn't talk about Ash either
1: yet. No, we haven't. So there's he's... a couple of there's a couple of them we haven't. Yeah, I'm so let's to get talk
0: to. a little bit about Ash... Um, so he was being held prisoner in the Klingon prison. <laughs> um, and then when Lorca was sent there, he teamed up with him. Which also in that episode, we got to meet a familiar face, Mud. <laughs> played by... Played by Ram uh, Wilson. Wilson? Uh, but yeah, Ash, he's kind of, he's just like this strapping young Starfleet officer that... He finds, he's
1: a big guy, isn't
0: he? Right, and he took out six Klingons, was it? Yeah, and which was like unprecedented. Even Michael was like, "What?" Like they almost didn't believe him. I felt like, but yeah. Tilly, Tilly
1: seemed to be fairly sweet.
0: Yeah, Tilly. We'll get to her in a second. Um, but yeah, so he brings him aboard Discovery. Obviously, he did a bunch of research on him and everything, but pretty quickly he makes him the security officer. So, is, do you think that's going to come back and bite him?
1: I don't know. That everybody has so many theories about Ash Tyler, that's why I don't want to go into too much sort of speculation right. over him.
0: Gotcha. But yeah, so it's based, a- based on,
1: on what we were going to talk about.
0: Right. Maybe we'll have to do a follow up later on.
1: But I do think that him and Lorca are going to be very, very close. They predominantly share a a military background. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, when they were doing... So I think
1: that's something that's going to bring them two closer together. Mm
0: -hmm. When they were doing the um, simulated fighting, um, you could tell they were bonding.
1: (laughs) And Ash had 36 kills, so he wiped the floor with Lorca.
0: Yeah, he's really got this air of mystery about him
1: you you took the words right out of my mouth i get the feeling this guy is extremely complex and he's gonna have a hell of a lot of skeletons in a closet
0: looks like he may be forming a connection with michael Mm -hmm. so that's interesting he can bring out her humanity maybe Um, potentially
1: could and another little interesting tidbit about him that i didn't know A colleague of mine said, supposedly, um, he has PTSD.
0: Oh, okay, that makes sense.
1: So I'm wondering, for for such a young officer to have survived Klingon imprisonment, Mm
0: -hmm. what the
1: heck has this guy been through? Right. Or how has he survived it even more?
0: That looked pretty rough. That prison camp thing. Um, Yeah. So let's talk. You mentioned Tilly. She's kind of the fresh-faced cadet. Um, she kind of in some ways reminds me of the Harry Kim of this series. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Well, she she's not out of Starfleet Academy. She's still in her final year.
0: Oh, okay. So, she, <laughs> she I kind of like her as a character.
1: I um, love her. I think she is a I think Mary Wiseman is doing an amazing job.
0: Like, and I like the the interaction with her and Michael just because they're total opposites. It's kind of like, almost like an odd couple pairing. <laughs> um, oh, it definitely is. They're roommates. So it's really funny.
1: And that is one seriously intelligent gal.
0: Yeah. Definitely.
1: And I think it was it was fantastic when they had her on After Trek. Yeah. They talked about you know the the first mission over to the the ship to see you know why it had exploded mhm and in the darkness of the corridors it was tilly who noticed a klingon before other seasoned officers
0: mhm she's a bright you one. know lurking
1: around in the darkness yeah she's i would say she's got an enormous heart yeah He seems to see the good in everyone
0: yeah She's she's so positive and upbeat. It's kind of refreshing to see that when, on a you know like a, a warship like that. You don't you know the morale might kind of have have a tendency to get down, but I think she's she's a great addition on the Discovery.
1: I would like to see her and Stamets together.
0: Yeah, that would be good, especially now that with his psychedelic... those two
1: personalities. <laughs> I yeah, th- I w- I would 100% agree.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Um any other characters you want to mention or talk about?
1: Yeah, the the one character that kind of it bugged me that we didn't get to see much more of her was um la 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 what was her name? Um the Admiral Landry. No, Landry. She was the she was um Ash Tyler's predecessor.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, 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 her. Yeah, she, got she was the security off. officer. She got killed off so fast. That was crazy.
1: And I'm still convinced she was testing Michael on behalf of Lorca.
0: So basically, you're saying that Lorca sacrificed her?
1: No, remember the, the scenario even with the fight in the mess hall? Or, mm-hmm. what, or their version of the mess hall? Yeah when she was brought on board. I'm literally convinced that was still all a test and she was in on it.
0: Oh, I thought you meant about Ripper when when she actually died, no?
1: No, 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 no. I mean when Michael first came oh, on board.
0: Yeah, that could very well be. She seemed interesting. Um, Kind of like, almost like Tasha Yard. Like you know, she died pretty fast on the series. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they just kind of have a history... Of that, I guess. But I guess it's, you know, war. Tough times.
1: <laughs> Extremely.
0: Yeah. Okay, anyone else?
1: That's sort of the only real crew members that we, we know of at the moment that we've gotten some detail from, apart from the, the admirals which have made appearances. Mm-hmm.
0: I do kind of like, what's her name, Cornwall?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I do kind of like her. Lorca's, love Lorca's interest. supposed love interest. <laughs> supposed. <laughs> um, I think it's a little more. Well, than
1: those two seem to have a heck of a lot of history together.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely think so. Okay, so uh, just one more thing I want to talk about is um, the music. What do you think of the intro for this?
1: I'm not a fan of the video of you know the visual aspect of it. I I don't understand it
0: Yeah, it's that's a little baffling, I would agree. I th- wish they would have went with the high d- um visual effects like they have like with Voyager for instance. Mhm.
1: That would have been. And great. I mean, have have you seen the budget for each episode?
0: No, I would imagine it's fairly high. Uh,
1: supposedly it's just under 9 million an episode.
0: Yikes. As far as the actual music, what do you think?
1: I don't think they could have gotten anybody better.
0: Yeah. I really like Giacchino the Giacchino
1: is fantastic.
0: The theme is very catchy. Um, and then I love the little um, call to the original series at the end of the theme. So I really like it. I mean, mm-hmm. You know, after <laughs> the disaster that was the theme of Enterprise, I think they did good. <laughs>
1: oh man but they they did do good but i mean uh, everybody is still going to compare the work done by didn't it, isn't didn't Giacino not do the series wasn't it uh, jeff russo was the composer because he had done um he had done the work on legion so that's how that's how i knew him
0: i think like i like it i think it matches the tone of star trek pretty well um do you have any other thoughts about the music
1: for me, there's just still something missing. I know it does incorporate some of the original theme. Mm-hmm. But for me, it just doesn't, you know, give it that oomph. Like, you know, when the speaking is, is done from Picard's speech and the music hits.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's true.
1: You know it's Star Trek. You just know it's Star Trek. And I don't feel this has the same sort of punch you in the face feeling. You, you automatically know it's Star Trek. But I do think I do think it, the music does sit quite well.
0: So um, it, it's one
1: of the better aspects.
0: You've mentioned it a couple of times. How so you don't feel like it feels like Star Trek. Um, I would agree with you so far on that point. There's this. It feels like there's something missing, and it's hard to articulate. But
1: whatever it. that is, and the one way I would say this, and I, I I'd like to hear your th- your thoughts on this as well. But for me. Lorca is the most interesting character for me personally. Now, would you go so far as to say that Lorca is probably the most unlike character that we would have seen in Trek so far?
0: Character or captain?
1: We'll, we'll, we'll say captain.
0: Okay, definitely with a captain, I would say so. Um, I don't know, I just well, think like the... as a character, like maybe... That's just so much broader. I don't know. Maybe there was some well, people like
1: that. Yeah, we'll we'll we we'll go we'll go a captain in that yeah. sense. Now, obviously, I I may be a bit biased because he is my favorite character. But when supposedly the most unlikely Trek character feels like the most Trek character, there's something <laughs> very wrong there. Oh,
0: that that's an interesting
1: thought. Like you, like you get, like you get the feeling with Lorca with the prime directive he will bend that as much as he can but mm-hmm. he will never break it
0: don't i think don't he think he
1: would ever break it i think
0: i think he
1: would no and for the simple reason and for, the, for for the the reason i say that is we we obviously don't know his background as me and you have said but i would go so far as to say lorca's intelligence is far beyond normal I would, I would say this is a guy who knows the rules and regulations inside. So what
0: you're saying out. is, uh, with the Prime Directive, maybe he'll find some loopholes?
1: I would say he knows every loophole already there.
0: Yeah.
1: I would honestly say this is a guy who has plan A, plan B, and plan C. But I, I, I do think, even though he's supposed to be the, the most unlikely Trek captain slash character, however people want to put it, to me, personally, I think he's the, he's the strongest um, part of the show because he has so many avenues he could go down. But he has quite a deep-seated history that we don't know anything about yet. Whereas with Michael, we know what she's done. Mm-hmm. And considering we know what lots of other characters went through through their Vulcan training, we're yeah. sort of going to know her story. You know, it's it's been done already. Whereas Lorca, that's a that's a pretty blank canvas in terms of the direction they can go in. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. That's
1: just me, them pers- That's just my personal thoughts now.
0: Hmm. I, like I said before, like it takes like not even just Star Trek, like almost any show. Like the first season, especially like when you go back and rewatch, you'll be like, oh, that first season was not that good. So I think, like, with any series, it just kind of takes a little while for it to find its legs. Um, And I think Star Trek Discovery is going to be the same with that. It's just, And plus, you know, we've gone so long without a Trek series. I think it's taking this long to get people warmed up to it again. So I think once people, you know, kind of get more used to it, and um, like me, I find, like, each week I'm getting more interested in it. Going forward, we talked about it's renewed for a second season already. What do you think they could change to, you know, make people maybe like it more?
1: Speaking personally, I don't know because for me, it's not a series that's resonating with me yet. Mm -hmm. So I really don't have a, a definitive direction that I would like to see it go in. Yeah. What I will have said was I don't think Michelle Yeoh's character should have been killed off yeah speaking personally in that regard because when you have somebody like michelle yo who has serious acting chops you know having her just for one well two episodes mm-hmm. seems like a, a complete waste i do think Lorca's backstory needs to be explored more mm-hmm. and i would like to see uh more of a look at the uh kelpians that i that would be a really interesting oh yeah i agree um Direction for me, considering we've never seen them before.
0: Yeah, I like that. I think, like, I recommend to anyone who's watching it to watch After Trek. Um, I think that's really cool, um, you know, addition to kind of get inside the writers' heads and see why they're doing what they're doing. Um, so I definitely think I like that aspect of it. Um, so I think going forward... does Gretchen seem
1: like an amazing person?
0: Yeah, she's awesome. So it's just, it's super fun. You get to, you know, meet the actors and the writers and the producers. And I am really enjoyed that. It was funny, like, when I started watching that, I was like, I almost like this better than the actual show. <laughs> so maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. Did you feel like that too?
1: Um... <laughs> i sort of don't know how i felt to be honest it's, it's a really really strange one <laughs> it's it, it it's really hard to put your finger on though isn't it yeah but yeah like
0: <sighs> i don't know i think they to going forward they need to really just dive into um some of the classic episodes and find out what it, what what it means to be a good star trek episode um get into some of those really deep themes about society and um, just a world around us, I think they can find some really good um, material there. Mm-hmm. All right, so one last question. Going forward, where do you think that Star Trek Discovery will rate among the other Star Trek shows?
1: If I was to rate it now...
0: Yeah, just based on what we know. Second, so far. From,
1: sec, second from bottom for me, personally.
0: And what's bottom for you? Enterprise. Wow, even more than Deep Space Nine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I have yeah. such conflicting feelings about Enterprise. Oof, I don't know. Um, I definitely,
1: yeah, Archer was just...
0: Um, I think I would probably go with you on that, though because I don't like that just didn't really take off enterprise like any of the o- other ones. So, yeah, I think I'm with you there so far. Maybe maybe it'll even rise above like Voyager and Deep Space 9. I don't know. I could see
1: it ri- I could see it rising above Deep Space 9, I couldn't see it rising above Voyager for me um personally. Yeah so what about for your thoughts going forward and what do you think they could change and what do you think they what do you more so think that's possible to change as opposed to needs to be changed from your point of view they,
0: i think they well i mean this isn't like based on you know the show content but they really need to i think just put it on broadcast tv i think that would help
1: yeah 100 <laughs> percent.
0: like come on Um, that's like the biggest thing I would change. It's just so stupid to have to pay for watching it every week. Um, what else? I think they've been doing good in this most recent episode. They really kind of went into some Vulcan background. So I think it's kind of a matter of reaching into the Star Trek universe, um, and kind of exploring some, maybe some things we haven't explored so much, um, different different species or different um, just little call out call outs like we've heard of already in the Star Trek universe. We've seen some good Easter eggs. You have a particular
1: one you want to see?
0: Well, I mean, just for an example, like how we've seen the Tribble on his desk. So maybe they can talk a little more about Tribbles without, you know, Mm -hmm. learning what they have already put out there.
1: Yeah, But... but you have a character you want to see, don't
0: you? Oh, Spock? Is that what you're getting at? Mm hmm. I think it would be cool to see Spock, actually. I think that would help them um, to unify this series. Um, And I don't think it would be totally out of the question if she drew up with him. Oh, so another thing I would like to see is maybe um, some exploration into other timelines. Or time travel.
1: Go on. Are they going to do that, though, if they're ignoring... JJ's newest sort that doesn't of doesn't
0: have to be that timeline. Like I was thinking, like the you know the one where um, where they're all bad. So I think the original one and Deep Space Nine went into that timeline, the dark timeline. That could be kind of okay. Fun. I think that'd be interesting.
1: I would, uh, I would love to see an early incarnation of Starfleet Academy.
0: Yeah, I hope we see more of that too.
1: Like I would, I would love to see something like you know, so a project like Discovery, which is. You know, sort of off the books and completely top secret.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what the I
1: cadets would,
0: think back at Starfleet base.
1: I wouldn't even say the cadets know. I mean, how would the selection process for crewing that go? Oh, That's what I would like to see. You know, I would assume their training, if they're going to crew this, would have to be very, very different to what the, the normal crewing procedures would be.
0: So, any final thoughts on Star Trek Discovery or Lorca or ripper
1: <laughs> oh poor, poor ripper
0: well i thought didn't he get f- freed though
1: yeah just what what they put poor ripper through oh yeah um i will say i like what they're doing regards um go- pushing stuff out there you know there's new novels going to be coming out
0: oh no i didn't know that
1: yeah there's a new novel going to be coming out i think uh, it's a year before discovery yeah and also um IDW are going to be releasing um or IDW have released their comics which is which is great but um I know you're still not playing it but Star Trek timelines
0: yeah is it in characters and, M-
1: Michael and Suru are in there Oh nice Yeah so it's it's quite interesting but um I do think they need to branch out a little bit more and hopefully their marketing will improve mm mm-hmm. Mhm the other thing I haven't seen is any merchandise.
0: I did see they're selling disco shirts.
1: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> a, and a lot of it apart from fan-made stuff, but I haven't actually seen any no,
0: that's, that's merch official. merch. That was official. Oh,
1: the disco one is, I mean, apart from that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's like all I've seen. That was smart of them, but I don't know, maybe.
1: there's a, There's a, a lot to be desired.
0: Yeah. Hopefully they'll find their way. Anywho. so
1: if we had to give it a, if if we had to give it an early rank in overall K out of 10
0: how many enterprises out of 10 <laughs> um yeah
1: many enterprises out of 10 <laughs> uh,
0: I want to say like actually let's
1: make let, let's let's make this interesting ratings out of 10 with and without lorca
0: what <laughs> if we mean like yeah. You mean, like, if he wasn't on the show at all?
1: I mean, when he hasn't been on the show compared to when he is. You can go for it if you like.
0: <laughs> um... Man, you just, like, totally ruined my train of thought. I was gonna give it, a, like, a six overall. Okay. Um... I don't know. I, I might have liked it. Like, I think that would have been cool. Um... With Giorgio as the captain, I might actually give give it a higher rating if it was Giorgio as the captain. Higher
1: rating than Isaac's.
0: I like her.
1: Oh, but she I, is great. Don't get me wrong. But but I like. Oh I, wow, that's. I was gonna say that's that's a big statement. Yo over Isaac's.
0: I like him too, though.
1: Yeah, but you can only you can only pick one. You can't have both.
0: <laughs> well, I, you want the rating for both of them, though.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Well, let's say so. Essentially, what we're doing is we're separating the first two episodes from the rest of the series.
0: Right. Well, I because I didn't think those first two episodes were that great, actually, but I do like Giorgio. Um, so let's say so. Like for the pilot episode, actually, okay, I'll give that like a six. Um, and okay. Now I'll give it a seven for the rest.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: But I do like Giorgio. I would have liked to see a series with her. And you?
1: Mm hmm. Genuinely for me, I thought the first two episodes were absolutely horrendous. hmm So speaking, for me personally, I would have given them a two out of ten.
0: Ouch. Wow.
1: Yeah. Genuinely did not like them at I thought it was absolutely pointless. Hmm. And with Lorca being in it now. For which I am going to be one hundred percent honest with it. If Jason Isaacs wasn't in Discovery, I wouldn't watch. (laughs) Wow. That's 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 just my personal opinion. Like Mm -hmm. Saru is growing on me. I do like Saru and I think Gash is gonna add a lot to it. Mm -hmm. But I think until Lorca came in and we got to see I suppose we're starting to see the real Lorca or, you know, the Lorca behind the the persona, if you like. Mm Mm-hmm. Discovery for me overall has um would get five enterprises out of ten.
0: Wow, you are pretty brutal.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not enjoying it at all. Unfortunately, I I really and truly amn't. Wow, there's just something missing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting uh, to kind of see where we're at at the end of this first series.
1: Yeah, or who's left at the end of this series? Ooh, that's true too. <laughs>
0: all right so it has been lovely talking trek with you as always um
1: oh yeah it's it's a nice welcome change from talking about our our other galaxy far far away
0: (laughs) the star Wars man we we did pretty good we didn't talk hardly at all about star wars so
1: i was going i was going to mention something and then i decided against it
0: i was almost gonna mention it at one point but yeah we'll save that for another time (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so until next time, live long and prosper.
1: Live long and prosper, Kate. Okay?